Hi everyone, we've got a handful of headlines for today's Pelicanus news. I've categorized them into Drawdown, Wildlife, and Hawaii. These stories are truly incredible, and also reminders to me that conservation can actually work. Okay, we have one story in our category of Drawdown. Uh, I really like this one, this is fun. Um, it's out of pvmagazineusa.com. Study finds 100% renewables would pay off within six years. New research from Stanford University researcher Mark Jacobson outlines how 145 countries can meet 100% of their business-as-usual energy needs with wind, water, solar, and energy storage. Worldwide, WWS reduces end-use energy by 56.4%, private annual energy costs by 62.7%, and social annual energy costs by 92% at a present value cost of $61.5 trillion, Jacobson said in his most recent paper. Thus, WWS, which is wind, water, and solar energy, requires less energy, costs less, and creates more jobs than business as usual. He described the model in low-cost solutions to global warming, air pollution, and energy insecurity for 145 countries, which was recently published in Energy and Environmental Science. It builds on Jacobson's previous work by adding new countries, more recent energy consumption data from all regions, and calculations to deal with uncertainty in the future price of battery energy storage, the role batteries will play, and the development of newer technologies such as vehicle-to-grid. But despite these uncertainties, Jacobson is certain that technological barriers don't present a major roadblock for this transition. About 95% of the technologies needed to implement the plans proposed are already commercialized, he states. Our next category is of wildlife. There's a couple in here that I really like. This first one is out of wildlandsnetwork.org. The Arizona jaguar, El Jefe, reappears in central Sonora. A jaguar who roamed Arizona's Santa Rita Mountains as recently as 2015 was just spotted again in central Sonora, nearly seven years since he was last recorded. The adult male, nicknamed El Jefe, is one of only a handful of jaguars to be seen north of the United States-Mexico border since the species was all but extirpated from the southwestern U.S. more than 50 years ago. His survival has notable implications on the ability of jaguars to repatriate their historic range. The recent photos of El Jefe were captured by the Mexican nonprofit group ProFauna in November 2021 as part of the Borderlands Linkages Initiative led by the international conservation nonprofit Wildlands Network. This collaborative project brings together eight organizations from Mexico and the U.S. to pr protect the northernmost corridors of jaguar habitat through coordinated landowner outreach and wildlife monitoring. El Jefe was at least two years old when first photographed in 2011 in the Whetstone Mountains southeast of Tucson, making him 12 years old or more, the third longest living male jaguar ever recorded in Sonora. All right, five litters of endangered black-footed ferrets born at Phoenix Zoo. This story is coming out of msn.com. More hope is on the horizon for one of North America's most endangered animal species, thanks to five moms at the Phoenix Zoo. The zoo welcomed 21 black-footed black ferret kits, or baby ferrets, from five litters from moms Okoya, Roseanne, Canales, 
Vermilion, and Lady Mary, Zeus said in a press release. The new arrivals are the latest in over 500 black-footed ferrets produced in the zoo's 30 years of being one of the five worldwide breeding facilities for this species. We are thrilled to have another successful black-footed ferret breeding season and excited for these little kits to grow up and contribute to the recovery of their species, said Dr. Tara Harris, Director of Conservation and Science at the Phoenix Zoo. The zoo is also asking the public for help in naming one of these litters. People can vote on one of four groups of names, including Kiyoshi, Tof, Suki, and Azula, characters from Avatar The Last Airbender, Freya, Isa, Aidun, and Sinua, Norse mythology names, Espeon, Umbreon, Flareon, and Jolteon, Pokemon characters, or Maple, Acacia, Cedar, and Willow, names of trees. All right, out of uh, CNBC.com, coral levels in parts of the Great Barrier Reef are at highest in 36 years. Two-thirds of the Great Barrier Reef in Australia recorded the highest amount of coral cover in nearly four decades, though the reef is still vulnerable to climate change and mass bleaching, a monitoring group has said. Australia's Great Barrier Reef has suffered from widespread and severe bleaching because of rising ocean temperatures. The northern and central parts of the reef have experienced some recovery, though, while the southern region has seen a loss of coral cover due to crown of thorn starfish outbreaks, according to the Australian Institute of Marine Science, a government agency. Last category here of Hawaii. I've got a couple here that are pretty exciting. Hawaii Volcanoes National Park is now expanding by 16,000 acres. This is uh, coming from our partners at Smithsonian, uh, smithsonianmag.com. The National Park Service is taking over stewardship of Pohu, Pohu Bay, an area full of cultural sites and endangered animals. I apologize if I'm not saying that correctly. As the National Park Service takes ownership of Pohu Bay, an area brimming with Hawaiian cultural sites, petroglyphs, lava tubes, and endangered animals, visitors to Hawaii Va Volcanoes National Park will soon be able to explore an additional 26 square miles of protected shoreline along the Big Island's southern coast. In July, the nonprofit conservation group Trust for Public Land donated a 16,451-acre parcel that stretches from Mamaloa Ha Highway to the shoreline of Pohu Bay to the Park Service, according to a statement. Developers had previously eyed the area for homes, resorts, and golf courses, but community members, nonprofits, and elected leaders opposed any development of Pohu Bay and urged Park Service to acquire it. TPL bought the land for roughly $9.4 million, then transferred ownership and stewardship to the NPS. The group also donated $800,000 to the Friends of Volcanoes National Park to help support the Park Service's management of the bay. Uh, from CNN.com, Hawaii receives final coal shipment for its last coal-fired power plant. Hawaii has received its shipment of, uh, last shipment of coal before closing its last functioning coal plant. Governor David Ige, again, hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, Governor, Governor David Ige called the final shipment a huge step forward in Hawaii's transition to clean energy on Twitter. In its time, coal was an important resource for Hawaii, and I'd like to thank the workers who have run our last remaining coal plant. Renewable energy projects to replace coal are coming online with more on their way. Uh, the governor wrote. 
Even as we face challenges in making this transition, it's the right move for our communities and the planet. Most importantly, it will leave Hawaii a better place for our children and grandchildren. The last shipment came from Indonesia, and the power plant was built by AES Corporation in the 1980s and supplies electricity to tens of thousands of homes on Oahu. Although it is not clear what will become of the power plant itself, AES has said it will offer jobs at its solar, wind, and battery storage projects to the remaining 40, uh, to the 40 remaining coal plant employees. In 2015, uh, the governor signed a bill setting a goal for Hawaii state utilities to generate 100% of their electricity sales from renewable energy sources by 2045. Last story here, this one's from NPR.org. We've reported on this before, um, so I'm excited to, to have a, a new update on this. On Hawaiian Mountain, the fight over telescopes is nearing a peaceful end. The peak of Mauna Kea, a shield volcano on the Big Island of Hawaii, is one of the world's most remote places. The mountain's flat shape, gentle winds, and low humidity also make it perfect for watching the stars. You add it all up and Mauna Kea is arguably number one in the world as a site for locating telescopes. Uh, Doug Simmons, the director of the University of Hawaii's Institute for Astronomy said. However, the land on the mountain has been primarily administered by the university since the 60s, but changes are on the way. A state law passed last month will transfer authority to a new stewardship authority composed of scientists, university officials, and critically, people in the local community. The law is an important step towards ensuring the protection of Mauna Kea, a mountain native Hawaiians consider sacred. Dr. No Wong Wilson, executive director of the Lalakea Foundation, which aims to preserve the cultural practices and traditions of native Hawaiians. We do, to this day, believe that Mauna Kea, and the summit area in particular, is the place where the Earth Mother meets the Sky Father, she said. So all life begins at that point, and in our cosmology and many of our ancient chants, Mauna Kea, the mountain, is the first born out of that union. Wong Wilson said Native Hawaiians have been trying for decades to give their input on how the mountain, or Mauna, in Hawaiian should be managed, but their voices were left unheard. The result of those protests led to negotiations of a new bill which proposed to create a new group tasked with managing the land, the Mauna Kea Stewardship and Oversight Authority. The 11-member panel would include representatives from the university, the observatories, and most notably for Wong Wilson, two seats for Native Hawaiians. All right, I hope these stories bring some optimism and lightness to your month, and I really look forward to sharing more in the future.